Welcome to the Sisters in Service podcast. My name is Kat Corchado. I'm a fellow Air Force veteran who, after 20 years of active duty, struggled with transition after leaving service. The Sisters in Service podcast is a platform to include all women veterans, organizations, military spouses, and Blue Star Gold Star families in talking about the trials and triumphs we face while in service and after service. I want to take a moment to thank all of you who have taken the time to listen and follow me on my journey. My podcast is every Tuesday, and I hope you will tune in. Until then, please be safe, take care of each other, and until next time. Welcome to day 11 of the Content Creators of Color. My name is Kat Corchado. I am the host of the Sisters in Service podcast. My guest today is Brenda Warren, and she is an amazing person. Well, first of all, she's a veteran. Hello. A Marine veteran, so watch yourself. Um, She's also known as the voice of the voiceless. She's an author. She's the host of the show, Talk to Me. She's a podcast host and a mental fitness coach. Brenda, welcome to Sisters in Service. We're so glad to have you. I'm happy to be here, Kat, and thank you once again for having me. Absolutely. So first off, and I always ask my veteran sisters this, well, all, all veterans, did the Marines pick you or did you pick the Marines? Oh, I definitely picked the Marines. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> well, you see, and it's it's not a pleasant story, but it is a true story. When I was a little girl, there were the riots that were going on in Augusta, Georgia. And during the riots, a white man spit in my face. Oh, and goodness. I was a little bit traumatized because I was young, very young. Uh, but a couple of months later, my uncle took me to the Naval Yard in Philadelphia And there was a parade and there were all these beautiful men in these beautiful uniforms marching across the parade deck. But there was a group and one in particular, he had on blue pants with a giant, beautiful red stripe and a dark blue top, white gloves, gold buttons and a white hat with gold and black. And he looked like he glided, Cat. He didn't look like he walked. He looked like he glided across that parade deck, but he came towards me and my uncle, but even though he was so handsome with his blonde hair and blue eyes, just like the man who spit in my face. So I was a little bit afraid of him, but he bent down and he said, hello, little lady. And I remember thinking he's not going to spit in my face. And I asked him, what are you? He says, I'm a Marine. And I said, what do Marines do? He said, Marines protect those who can't protect themselves. And from that day forward, I was eight (laughs) years old. I knew I was going to be a Marine. That's that's an awesome story. Yeah, for me, that man's kindness towards me and the contrast between the two behaviors was so prominent. And the fact that he said, we protect those who can't protect ourselves. I said, when I grow up, that's what I want to do. Wow, that's a powerful story. I mean, seriously, it was, it that's was, a powerful story. It was life-changing for me. Yes. No, I didn't have anything like that. I'm just going to say. <laughs> and, you know, I'm an Air Force veteran, but, you know, our uniforms suck. I'm just going to say it. They just suck. You know, and at one point I wanted to go in the Navy because mm-hmm. I thought their uniforms were a gorgeous. Now, everybody, and I'm, and I'm including the Navy, the, the Marines, the Army, they all have better, beautiful uniforms, gorgeous uniforms than the Air Force. And I'm saying and that because I'm an Air Force veteran. I could say that. 
Air Force veteran, their Air Force uniforms suck. So somebody needs to do something about that. Just saying, <laughs> you know. Now, Chad, look, I do believe that Marine Corps uniforms are the best of the best. However, comma, I always thought that the Air Force women's uniforms made you look more feminine. So I like that about y'all's uniforms. Yeah, they do, but they're so, uh, you know, there's, you don't, you don't have that. Oh, that whole, <gasps> wow, look at her. You know, yeah. like you do with the Marines, you're like, oh, you know, you stop and you mm-hmm. stare because they look so good. And that's including the, the Navy and the Army. Their dress uniforms are amazing. Um, so tell it, what did you do in the Marines? What was your job? I was an admin chief. Um, it's basically office work is what I was assigned to do. But the truth is, Kat, I had an amazing career because I never really did what I was assigned to do. I always had special assignments. I love that. You're like, I do this. However. <laughs> yeah, it was, I would say, I would say the grace of God really was on my military career because being administrative, they would often put me in assignments, but I very rarely worked in the assignment that I was mm-hmm. actually trained because I was always given some special protocol or working with royalty or doing something else that had nothing to do with my job field, which was fun. Wow. Yeah, my career was, I mean, it was good, but it was nothing like, I didn't get any, anything special. Not like that. You're also known as the solutionist. Tell us mm-hmm. why you're called the solutionist. Because I see things other people often miss. And when people usually work with me, they would tell me that it's like you looked into my soul. So I came up with in that I had the solution. So I became the solutionist. This, oh, I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So you've been the solutionist for a while. So when did the podcast come in? The podcast came in in about maybe 18 months ago. But the truth is, Kat, I've been the solutionist since I was born. When I was a little child, people would come up and just out of the blue, grown folks would tell me all their business. So I knew I had a gift from God where people felt free to tell me their deepest, darkest secret. And from the from an early age, I knew that when people bared their soul to me, that I was between me, them and God. Don't tell yes, anybody. Right. And so when this came about after I had hit my rock bottom, literally, I was suicidal and ready to become another unnecessary silence. And then my life changed. And when that changed, I had to take, I had to do a soul search. And that's how my podcast came about. That's how my books came about because I had to then begin to do a deep dive and do what I did for others, for myself. So take us back a little bit to that point in time where you felt that, that darkness, what was that well, like for you? What did you, first of all, did you know that's what it was? You know, did you, how did you get out of that? Cause there are people listening who are saying, wow, what did she do to get out of that? Well, yeah. What, what was, what was going on at the time? It's, it's, it's kind of goes back a ways in 2011, my world started coming apart and I didn't know what was going on. And then I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD and military sexual trauma, MST. But I was so ashamed because Marines don't do that. You know, we're the people you come to answers for. So we're not supposed to be coming unglued. And for three years, I hid my diagnosis because of shame. So by 2013, I had had a complete mental breakdown. And then I would sit on my couch for literally eight years, gaining weight, eating Doritos, even though I was still helping other people live their best life. I wasn't living mine. Nobody knew what my 
life was really like. And I was still helping and coaching and mentoring other people, which I think now if I look back was hilarious. But at the end of that, what happened was my 23 year marriage was in shambles. I knew it was all but over. My kid was about to go to college. I felt like I had no purpose and nothing to live for. So I found myself on a crisis hotline after I had prayed, talking to a beautiful young man who convinced me to take one pill in the bottle and find something to do. That next day I got up and I found the Be On TV Challenge. I never, I didn't even comb my hair, cat. I just got on a Zoom call with all these people in boxes. And this very happy girl was trying to tell me how great life was. And I wanted to slap her tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> but she gave us a project that day. And the project was to write down your badass moments. And five pages later, wow, I was like, I'm a pretty badass. Okay. But the thing was, the assignment was you had to write them and then you had to go live on Facebook and tell everybody about your badass moment. So I did that. And what happened was when I did that, people started coming out the woodwork telling me how I had affected their life, how I had changed their life. They're glad I didn't become another unnecessary silence. But the most important one, Kat, was a lady who told me about her son, 14 years old, who had committed suicide. And that because of me, she was now, and had done it in January, but because of me, she was now getting out of bed, taking care of her other kids. And oh, she man. said, your voice matters. You're a voice for the voiceless. And ever since then, I've been the voice for the voiceless. And so I went back the next day to the Be On TV Challenge because now my competitive spirits up, they had this thing called a grand prize. So I put a yellow sticky on my computer saying, you are the grand prize winner. And by the end of the week, guess what? I was the grand prize winner by... The end of the next week, I had my own television show. Congratulations. And then, That's <laughs> yeah, huge. It was crazy. Kat. And, and I got this television show with no experience or anything. Just simply someone saw me on my badass moments and invited me. And so what I learned on the Be On TV Challenge, I used to go on this television program. They offered me my own television show for four shows only just to get a feel that was part of the the thing right i was supposed to be there for four episodes i was there for six months that's amazing <laughs> the ratings it was it went all over the world it was uh, in seven different countries in the united states and then there was a, a time when i started saying well if i'm doing this for other people i can do this for myself so one day without even knowing how to even turn on zoom <laughs> i invited two of my guests i went live and that's when i created my podcast and i haven't looked back that's an amazing story. You know, as women, we, I, I did this podcast about um, multitaskers, multitasking mm -hmm. and why women are better at it. And I don't think we're better at it. We're forced into doing it. Mm -hmm. As women, we're always like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Then we come across this brick wall and we think mm -hmm. we can't get over it. Right. But when we look back at you know, at a time when we thought we weren't going to make it. Right. But we're here to talk about it. We're like, wow, I, I did that then. But we don't do that. We don't look back when, you know, s things were really, really bad, but you got through it. Every time there was an issue, we got to this point. So I think, you know, women are just, we're super resilient. We're, we're badasses. I'm, I'm just going to say are. it. <laughs> And Kat, you know, that's the thing. That's why I wrote my book, Soul Search, because a lot of people say, well, how did you get out of it? I did a soul search. And what I put in the book was the things that helped me tap into living my best life now, just like I was helping other people. 
And I basically lay out the process that I use to get out of that dark space. Yes. And that's what I tell everybody. If you can just really get clear on your why, do a real soul search, get to your core values. It's like oftentimes cat people say, they look at where I am now and I'm like, if you only knew, you can't always connect the dots going forward, but looking back, oh my goodness. If you had a told me 30 months ago, even 18 months ago, I lived the life I live right now. I'd have told you, you were on hallucinogenic drugs, <laughs> but I'm here sitting before you today. I, for the first time in my life, even though I, my divorce is final, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Absolutely. I am whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. I am looking forward to the future and I plan to love like there's no heartbreak and I'm totally living unapologetically unstoppable and no longer living the shame of my past. Right. Because that's not who you are. It's part mm -hmm. of you, but it's not who you are now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you've overcome something that, uh, you know, would have broken a lot of people, but you came through that successfully. And that's a very powerful story. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. That was, you know, when you kind of glossed over it, I was like, oh, wait, 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 let's go back. Let's, let's talk about this a little <laughs> bit. So tell us, you are the creator of the tap in method. Tell us what tap mm -hmm. in means and what is it? Tap in is an acronym for the five step strategic plan that I use to help people get past their stuck points. You know, we're all often narrating our own limiting beliefs. And what I tell people to do is they need to tap in. And each letter in the tap in system stands for something like the T is for transformation. I want people to transform their mindset so they know that they're capable of doing whatever it is they set their mind to. The A is for announcing your intentions of what it is you say you want and also for accountability because once you announce what you want you need to get some accountability so that you stick to the plan the p is for preparing that's where you prepare for your breakthrough and do the things you need to do so that you can tap into live your best life the i is imagine that's where you visualize i want you to visualize what your life would be like if you really carried out the things you said you wanted to do and then the n is where you nurture the entire tap in process and make sure you love on yourself until you see it through to fruition. That's amazing. Who is the tap in method for? Who's your, who are you? I don't say you're targeting, but can anybody be a part of the tap in method or anybody are, can be a part of the tap in method. But what I mostly work with is women over 40 who are in transition after the loss of a long-term relationship. They're empty nesters. They maybe be pivoting and shifting to new careers. They want to find their purpose after retirement, or they want to become an entrepreneur and definitely veterans and authors who are trying to find their place because you know that transition from veteran life to civilian life it's no joke and it's no joke and what i tell people is they can tap into anything and throughout the book there are eight different areas i get people to tap in because i take a holistic approach cat i want them to tap into their finances their emotional well-being their wellness their spiritual their physical if they want to be an entrepreneur if they want to shift their career Oh, their relationships. That's one of the biggest things that I work with people on is helping them have better relationships. I want women over 40 to stop believing that they are not sexual creatures. Sex is not a dress size. And I want everyone <laughs> to have sex that makes the angel flush. Well, I think it's, it's also a good thing to, to have a relationship with yourself. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're so mm-hmm. busy doing everything for everybody else that we don't know who we are. And when our kids go off to school and maybe something happens to our marriage and all of a sudden you're by yourself and you're like, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? Who am I? What am I? And especially for veterans, for veteran women and veterans in general, mm-hmm. I think that when you take the uniform off, who are you? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And a lot of veterans have no idea who they are if they never have to put the uniform on again. And that's a little bit scary, to be honest it's with very you. Sc- for veterans, it's, it's the transition. We're not often prepared for that, the loss of community and the loss of sense of identity. Same way for women over 40 that their kid just went off to college. They've been moms so long or wives so long. They don't know who they, they don't are. know who they are. But we want, exactly. I want them to tap into who are you. Tell us the name of your podcast again and who is your podcast for? It's called Talk to Me, and I've been interviewing authors, veterans, and entrepreneurs that are making an impact because my show was clearly designed because I watched a lot of the people that I know that are business owners and fellow podcasters going on national media, different shows, and they tell them, give me three steps to this, six steps up, but nobody knew who they were. So I use my platform as a way to highlight individuals so that they can prove, number one, that they can do an interview. A lot of people that have been on my show have gone on to do national media. Their books have gone to international bestseller. They've gotten contracts, speaking engagements. So it's all about the people that come on my show to highlight what they do and what they want to make an impact on. Okay, y'all heard that, right? For all you authors, everyone out there, you just heard what she said. So I'm just going to leave it right there. And I just say this, Pat, Kat, what I always say to them is I help people turn their mess or their mission into a message for the masses, because everyone <laughs> needs to understand that people don't often buy your product. They buy you. Yes. Who are you? What do you represent? What do you stand for? That's why social mm-hmm. media is so important nowadays, because, you know, if you sell a product, but people don't know who you are, they're not as likely to purchase as if they know that the reason you sell that project is because you're trying to. Uh, support a charity or or you're trying to make an impact, you're trying to make a difference. So I deal with a lot of people that are consciously making an effort to make a better impact. Right. And I think you're, you know, you need to make a connection with people. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to buy something because you told me to buy it. But yeah, if I keep not. seeing your message on social media and what you, you know, the things that you stand for, you know, then there might be a chance that I might say, okay, maybe I will buy this product. And I think the same thing is for podcasts. You know, people don't listen to your podcast. Well, they might, you know, for the subject matter, or maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe not for the guest. They listen for the host. Absolutely. And what you have to give. So I, you know, on my podcast, I am, I am me. This is me. If you met me in Mm -hmm. person, I'm the same way on the podcast. That's true. So it's... (laughs) I like, this is my real laugh. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> so tell us um, your, uh, the title of your book and where we can find your book. The book is called Soul Searching, Get On Board for Transformation Using the Tap-In Method. And I am actually releasing the second edition to that book this Friday, February 11th. And the reason I did a second edition is because people have been using my book for book um, studies and book groups. And as people wrote back into me and tell me how helpful the book has been to them, they would have questions or they gave me answers or there was one suggestion that kept coming up over and over. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a second edition, address the questions that were asked and uh, re-release it. And so that's what I'm doing. It's available right now on Amazon for pre-order. 
All right, y'all, let's get that book. I'll put that in the show notes too. Okay. So there's a quote on your bio. It says, the choices you make today will be the reality you live tomorrow. Choose wisely. Absolutely. What does that That's mean? That's important to the tap in. You know, one of the things that I always say, if I can talk to someone for five minutes, I can tell you the choices that they've made over the past five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Because when you see a person and we always have snap judgments about why people say, do or look a certain way. But when you look at a woman and she said, oh, I want to lose weight and she and you can clearly see I use myself. I say I want to lose weight. I'm clearly 30 pounds heavier than I want to be. Well, I already know the choices if I was not looking at myself. And although right now I am, I know why I'm 30 pounds overweight because I choose I choose not to give up chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> so <laughs> That's it's a choice. ice cream so for if me. I had, <laughs> if I had a chose of 30 days ago, six months ago to get rid of the sugar and stuff, I probably would be 30 pounds lighter right now. I'm just starting to make better choices. You know, it's the same thing if you're in debt. You chose to be in debt. People hate when I tell them that, but that's the truth. Every time you go out there and make another unnecessary purchase, you are choosing debt. Whereas if you would plan out your budget and make intentional purchases, you could live and be debt free. So that's why I say you have to, the choices I make today will determine how I live a day from now, a week from now, six months, a year, five years. If people would just sit back and ask themselves, where do I want to be 30 days from now, six right. months from now, a year from now, and then make the choices based on that. But I always say it starts with your belief. That's why soul searching is important because you tap into what it is you say you want. If you want to be out of debt, then you now have to make your behavior line up with your beliefs that it's even possible that you can be debt free. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and have a plan on how to do it. I was, this year in August, it'll be 30 years since I quit smoking. I smoked for mm -hmm. 12 years in the Air Force. And I couldn't, I knew that I couldn't, I wasn't one of those people that could just quit, you know, mm -hmm. because it's, it, it would drive me nuts. So I'd have a plan. So I planned it out how I was going to do it. And it worked for me. And so I'm so glad that I did it. But you have to have a plan. You just say, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Okay, well, how are you going to do it? Uh, workout every day. Okay, well, what kind of workout? You, know? <laughs> you start niching it down and people are like, wait, this is going to be more than I expected. <laughs> and that's exactly where the tap in comes. You can lose, you can use that as an example. If somebody was, if, if somebody was trying to tap into weight loss, the first thing I do is again, the T you transform your mindset and you have to first believe that it's even possible. Possible. Yes. And then you're announcing I'm going to lose weight. You just can't say I'm going to lose weight. How much weight do you want to lose? I want to lose 20 pounds. Who's going to hold you accountable? I'm going to have my friend Lisa say, be my accountability buddy. Okay, prepare. I'm going to get a gym membership or I'm going to buy the necessary equipment to work out at home. You've made some decisions there. And then I want you to imagine what your life is going to look like and how your body's going to feel when you lose that excess weight. Right. And then, then again, you nurture the thoughts and all those things that came before so that you can tap in to live your best life now as it is to weight loss. It's the same process as universal in it always and will always start with the mindset shift. Oh, it's always about the mindset. If you don't believe that it's going to happen, if then you don't it's believe not it can happen. happen. It won't. And exactly. when I work with people, that's why 
I very carefully choose my clients. I refuse to work with people that are not ready to change. And now sometimes it's off-putting when people say, I actually interview people to determine if I want to work with them. Why? Yeah. Because I know if you're not ready, I can I can get your money, but I hate wasting people's money. So I will only work with a woman that is ready to make a change. And wasting their time too, mm -hmm. you know. And mine. And yours. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Brenda, where can we find you on social media or websites or stuff like that? It's Brenda the Solutionist everywhere. It's Brenda the Solutionist on Instagram. It's Brenda the Solutionist on Facebook and Brenda Warren. It is Brenda Warren on LinkedIn. Um, you can see my landing page right now. It's talking about the launch at Brenda the Solutionist dot bonza v-o-n-z-a dot com well that was wonderful i love that part of it but now let's get to the fun stuff okay, okay. so this mm -hmm. is part two i'm going to ask you some questions that okay. kind of require some thought but maybe you haven't been asked before okay so if you could witness any event from the past what event would it be and why well i've never been asked that question <laughs> i've never even thought about it an event yeah. Anything in the past that happened that you thought, wow, I wonder what it would have been like to be there, like to witness that. I think it would have been really cool to have witnessed my mother come into her own. My mother was an amazing woman and she used to do a lot of community events, but I was away in the, in the military and doing different things. And she started a project for um women in the projects to help them come off of welfare and go into the workforce and stuff. And she started the East, the, what is it? The Southbridge Citizens uh, Community Center. It would have been nice to witness her opening that and seeing the look on her face when she really brought that to life. That would have been a good event to witness. Oh, wow. So you're, you're from an entrepreneurial family then your mom, yes. now you, Yes. Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Next question. What are the top two things on your bucket list? Oh, that, I know that. That is uh, going to Dubai and marrying the love of my life. The love of your life. Yeah. that yeah. That's a big one. That's yeah, a big one. Yeah, You'll it find is. it because, you know, yeah. use that tap-in method, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to go to Dubai. So, yeah, that would be it. All right. Here's one. You're stranded on an island. You can take anyone with you. Who would you take? <laughs> the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined at a later date. <laughs> yeah, that's who I'm taking. <laughs> I'm going to be stranded. I've got to go with him. The chocolate brother with the rock hard ass. I'm taking him with me. <laughs> if you could pick anyone to play you and the biography movie of your life and they can't say no, who would you choose and why? Jennifer Hudson. Good answer. Why? Because I think she is awesome. She is powerful and she sings. And although I'm not, I have nowhere near that. I'm always singing. And I pretend like I think I'm Jennifer Hudson in my mind. If I was. <laughs> Oh, so don't we, we all? I sound real yeah, good in like, my shower and in my car. In my shower, girl. I'm, I'm like, like yo. Saying, like, yeah, I'm all that. In real I'm life. Like, that was mm. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be her for sure. If you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Living Oprah or dead? Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Oprah Winfrey. Why? Why Oprah? Because I've always wanted to meet her. I have been obsessed with her interviews and her meeting and talking to people. And 
I just would really love to have a conversation with Oprah. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Have a nice mm-hmm. luncheon. Hmm. Be at her, be at her house out there with the trees, and also be in the chair like people come up and say, "Give me mm-hmm. Oprah." Yeah. See, I'm like that with Michelle Obama. I think it, she would just be so cool oh, yeah, to just, that'd be cool. you know, just to talk. Like you almost forget she's Michelle Obama. We're just laughing and talking. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if anyone has a connection, let me know. Um, <laughs> Here's a fun fact about Michelle Obama for me is when my podcast first came out and it was doing really well before I kind of like didn't do all the audio and I stuck with the video. I pulled up my thing on on the you know how you pull it up on um, Apple Music and you see your little podcast picture. Yes. And there was my podcast and Michelle Obama's podcast. (sighs) I screenshotted it. You couldn't tell me nothing. I said, I have a ride. (laughs) I'm sitting there next to Michelle Obama. Okay. Oh, here you go. You're like, I never do another podcast. I'm good to go. But that day, my podcast was next to hers. I I sent that to everybody. You're like, look at here. (laughs) Look where I'm at. All right. So we're going to the third part. This is called This or That. You have to pick one. Reality show or documentary? Documentary. Books or movies? Books. Looks or personality? Personality. Roller coaster or water slide? <laughs> you have a, to I'm pick a... one. <laughs> okay, then water slide. Oh man, no one's picked a roller coaster. I can't. Stand I'm such roller a roller coaster girl, man. Mm-mm. All right. Uh-uh. Would you rather have a store where everything is free or a restaurant where everything is calorie free? Restaurant where everything's calorie free. Of course. <laughs> Hello. I'm a foodie. I love food. <laughs> All right, bad haircut or bad dye job? Bad dye job. I must have cut my hair. Bad dye job. Okay. I can do it over. <laughs> You're like, it'll grow out. It's it'll all good. Yeah. Beach or mountains? Beach every day of the weekend, twice on Sunday. I hear you. Instagram famous or infomercial famous? Infomercial famous. Really? Yeah. Okay. Guacamole or salsa? guacamole of course right although yeah. i like both yeah I just like dump them all in the same thing mm-hmm. you know together together <laughs> mm-hmm. i mix them all the time hot flashes or night sweats hot flashes rich and famous or rich and unknown rich and unknown bad breath or body odor bad breath <laughs> would you rather be embarrassed or be afraid afraid well, you passed. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> well, thank you for playing, Brenda. This was great. I'm so glad you were able to to come on and um, me too, me too. That you know, be fun. a part of this. But um, tell our audience one more time the name of your podcast, the name of your book. The name of my podcast is Talk to Me. It's uh, it's actually a YouTube uh, more than a podcast now because the video one has worked very well for me. Um, and what was the other question? <laughs> About your book. Oh, my book, yeah. The book is Soul Searching Get On Board for Transformation Using the Tap-In Method, second edition coming out for pre-order this Friday, and it will be uh, out uh, in hard copy and in Kindle on March 10th on my grandmother's birthday, since the book actually is um, written as a trip to grandmom's house. Well, congratulations on everything. It sounds like everything Thank is you. just blooming for you right now and that's an awesome feeling that's an awesome feeling it really is 
And I, I would say too, Kat, you mentioned earlier about somebody that's listening. If someone is listening and you've hit that dark spot, just know this too shall pass. And if you can just get past that feeling, reach out for help. There's professional help available. There's a national crisis hotline. There's always someone that wants to help you get past that dark place. Don't suffer in silence and be in pain because you have the choice to live your best life now. What's now? No opportunity wasted. Mic drop on that. Just saying. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, It's been fun getting to know a little bit more about you. And for my audience, you know what I'm going to say. Please stay safe. Take care of each other. And until next time, I am Kat Corchado, and I am a content creator of color. Do you find it difficult to come up with content ideas for your podcast? Or perhaps you've gotten stuck during an interview with a guest where you just have nothing to ask anymore. Try Poddex today. Poddex is the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool. You get everything from episode ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews, engaging discussions for your live streams, and even social media content ideas. With this tool, you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests. Just shuffle the cards and pick one at random, hit the record button, and get started. Now you can make better content, have more fun while you're at it, and get your viral moment, all with Poddex. Head over to poddex.com and use code C4C. Thank you.